Blog Talk Radio.
I'm also a full-time grad student earning my master's in nursing education. Um, one of my primary focuses is encouraging others, particularly young people, to be the best you in every aspect of life. So, hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, next, we have Miss um, Ebony Brown. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hola, hola. Um, I am originally from Port Arthur, Texas, one of the greatest, smallest cities in the world. Um, from there, I ventured to the University of Texas at Austin, um, double, ma- double majoring in Plan 2 Honors and Psychology. Um, and from there, I uh, got my master's at Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, got married, had three little girls, an 11-year-old girl, uh, seven and five. They're my little ladybugs. Um, my mission in life right now is to master the art of motherhood. So um, some days I feel like I'm doing good. Some days I feel like I'm not. So it's a, a constant work in progress. Um, currently I work for... Um, a major insurance company in the behavioral health unit, and I manage, unfortunately, at the moment, about 45 uh, clinical staff. Um, and I say that because my, my two peers, who I, I just absolutely love, um, have gone on to other positions. And um, outside of, of corporate America, uh, I have a passion to minister to women. So, um past I've um, ministered at women's conferences and retreats, things like that. So um, I'm just excited to be here. All right. We're excited to have you. And then we have um, my baby sister, Miss Wendy Burns. Yes, I am Wendy Burns, the one and only. I am from Chicago, Illinois. I am first and foremost um, I always say I am Winfred's little sister, which is an honor and a privilege to be uh, attached to him, 18 months his junior. I um, am a jack-of-all-trades, master of them all, I'd like to say. I love God's people. I'm a minister of the gospel, specifically enjoy ministering to the women of God, people of God in general, but that is my passion, God's women, his ladies. Um, I'm a business owner, an author now, a new author, Um Bunch of stuff, do a lot of stuff. Um, all things beauty, that's my thing. All righty. Awesome, awesome. And last but definitely not least, uh, we have Miss Leah Joel McClish. Hello. Happy to I'm Leah. Um, I'm excited to be here. I am, I think I'm the baby of the bunch. <laughs> if not, I'm close. Um, I am originally from East St. Louis, Illinois. Uh, Denver, Colorado, and I currently reside in Wichita, Kansas. I am a proud graduate and alumni of Langston University. That's right. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Where I've obtained my bachelor's in child development. Um, I have a master's in curriculum leadership, and I do a lot of things. I'm a school principal. I consult also full-time. I am a wife of a pastor, so that's a whole other job in itself. And I am a gospel recording artist, so I stay super busy, but I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. Yes. You all just heard the song that we played. That was Leah, by the way. So, 
absolute um, one of my absolute favorite songs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. called After a While. So y'all go to the iTunes and download After a While and uh, all her music because my sister's bad. So anyway, yes, y'all take care. Y'all go down. It's very, it's very good. Yeah, it is. Thank it is. you. So, all right, so we're going to jump into uh, news. For those of you guys who are listening online or you are listening by phone, um, we encourage you, um, if you have questions or comments, to call in uh, and ask them. The call-in number is 929-477-2344, and all you have to do is press the number 1. That lets us know that you have a question or a comment. Uh, but before we get into um, some of the panel discussion parts, we want to cover a couple of things that's going on in the news, and I want to kind of get the ladies' uh, take on on a couple of things. So, um we are going to start with a national news, or two things around national news. First of all, I'd like to talk a little bit about the presidential election in a very important um, very important time, obviously, with um, Donald Trump and uh, uh, Ms. Hillary Clinton, both running for the office of president of the United States. And I'd like to get kind of your take on just what you think about what you're seeing um, in this current political landscape. So I'll start with... We'll start in the middle. So we'll start with Wendy. What are, you kind of, what are your thoughts? With I was hoping about you wouldn't fuck. I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I will say this, and this it's going to sound a little churchy, but it's appropriate. If we never needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Um, yes. I think it's <laughs> it is, um, scary um, to have two candidates that you really don't like. Uh, you really don't want, but you kind of got to do the lesser of the two evils. It's kind of my approach. Um, and work work um, what you can work with the party that you can work with. I'm not necessarily one that, that subscribes to a particular party. Um, I'm for the issues. I'm for rights. And, um, you know, at this point, it's kind of like, Lord have mercy. You bring up a very good question, a very good uh, part and that is um, that that we should that we have to look at issues. How do you um, ladies determine um, in this cycle who is really dealing with your issues? Um, because I mean, as an African American male, male, I kind of have a you know, I feel some kind of way like ain't nobody really talking to my issues. So how do you all determine um, what you know make that determination? Um, if we Let's go with Lakeisa. You know, that that is very appropriate, Wendy, what you said. We definitely need a Lord in this situation because <laughs> we have two candidates who are, you know, um, kind of uh, panhandling us in, in some ways, especially let's talk with Donald Trump, um, with him in the black churches and, um, you know, trying to, you know, feel like he's going with our issues, but we know it's just for – just for votes and it's so hard because you know people are people do it for the money they feel like um i know they want change but necessarily when you look at the deep issues of this man it says judge a man not by his actions but by his intentions i really don't feel his decisions are, are good for us or the people but when it comes to the needs of let's say myself or the people are surrounding me how do you determine that that is a really tough question because I think they're going to look at it more of a whole, as a whole, not particularly a class. What do the people need? 
And as a president, that's in a that's a very very tough position because looking you know to the people as a whole, there's a lot of issues. So that that's that's a pretty tough question. But when it comes to Trump, I don't think he has the heart of the people. He might have the heart of himself and money, but of the people, absolutely not. So, hmm. I, I, that's that's my take. Okay, Emily, what do you think? Honestly, I am utterly disgusted um, with this whole election. And in particular, I am disgusted with the church's response to it. Okay, why is that? Especially, especially like prominent leaders who have excused a lot of Trump's, um, you know, they call it mistakes and uh, character flaws and things like that, um, like Wayne Grudem, uh, the 25 pastors that created the board, uh, the advisory board for him. Um, my thing is, where, where were they when Obama ran? You know, where were, where were they in prior elections? I understand a need to direct a leader, but it just, the whole garnering of support and speaking out for someone who has attacked literally every segment of these pastors' congregation. Um, and these are, are pastors who and leaders who have international followings. Uh, and it's really grieved my heart to um, see their support of a leader who has pretty much um, humiliated, disrespected minorities, and not just of race, but gender, um, disability, um, you know, so many, you know, the, the parents, of a veteran or, or, or a military um, person killed in, in battle. So for me, it's it's very painful to watch what we're going through. Um, and I'm not saying that to say that, you know, I'm voting for Hillary either. Um, what I do like and appreciate are those people who um, feel that they're going to vote with integrity and vote according to their beliefs and not settle. Um, and whatever that is for whomever, you know, I, I support that. And for me, either I'm going to write somebody's name in or I, I really don't know at this point because right now I'm just mm-hmm. just disgusted with where this election is going. We're, we're a total around. embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Total embarrassment. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. Um, you, know, now, you know, I think, um, Leah, Maybe you could weigh in on this. I think, especially being, I'm going to throw you out there, as the wife of a pastor, that that does yes. put you in a, a precarious um, place just because, you know, there is a fine line, I think, that we used to walk as clergy um, with not with being, you know, political and being a part of social social justice issues but not not coming into the level of, I don't want to be fickle when I say that, but the level of whatever we want to call it that we're seeing during this cycle for some people. How, what, what, I mean, how do you, you know, what do you, what do you see and, you know, especially to uh, Ebony's point that the, the response of the, of the church. I think it's a fine line to walk um, in a household of faith, especially because the last thing you want to do is divide people when the church should be a, a bridge builder. Um, I think your personal viewpoints, your your personal ideas about um, leadership and presidents can be voiced, obviously, 
Um, but I I do believe that there's a method <laughs> to speak out because you can't get into the law of separation of, you know, church and state. There definitely could be fines if you are, you know, polling for one candidate over another. Um, I won't mm-hmm. say that the church stays away from politics because there are plenty of churches, especially the Baptist church setting, where they will invite senators in, those who are running for public office, to voice their concerns, but they do it for both sides just to make sure that there's a balance. So um, clearly I have my personal beliefs. I don't mind speaking about my personal beliefs. I don't mind doing it in a church setting, but in the name of our church, uh-huh. you know, I I personally would not um, do that. Now, if a, if a leader wants to step out and voice their concern as a leader, they have every right to. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with what Wendy said, um, but I think we're looking at an overall dichotomy because on one hand you have a businessman who cares nothing about politics. And I think the country as a whole is just done with political talk, political lingo. And so I think that's mm-hmm. why these polls are showing that they're so close. I never for the life of me would I thought a Donald Trump would have gotten uh, the Republican uh, nomination, but yeah. here we are. So yeah. mm-hmm. face reality now that he has 42% of the vote and Hillary's at 44%. And the other part of that is we're looking at history with Hillary as a woman, you know, vying for such a platform. Um, but what we have to come to the understanding of, and I've seen this um, with history played out even with Obama is, you know, we cannot depend on the president to change the country. It's just not mm-hmm. possible. You know, a leader guides, a leader puts the right people in place to form tasks and get things done. But if we're if we're depending on Trump or Hillary, we're we're doomed, completely doomed. So um, yeah. I think we need to spend a lot of our energy looking locally, looking at our senators, our governors, yeah. because that's really yeah. where most of the change uh, happens. So I'm praying for our nation because clearly uh, we we in danger, Molly, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And you, let me ask you because I think, um, well, I know I asked you ladies this in the last couple of weeks we've seen, um, uh, Mr. Trump step up his rhetoric, especially to women. Um, do you all, as women, how do you really feel about this new change that he's making? I mean, do you is it resonating with you? Does it not resonate with you? I mean. What do you think? Um, I, I, my thing is, is not so much um, about a person. I don't particularly care for, again, either personality per se. My thing is the, the issues, the policy, and, again, the, the level of integrity. Can I trust what you are saying? And for mm-hmm. both, I, I I can hear what you're saying, but I don't, I don't sense or feel a sense of integrity behind anything that's being said. So it could come mm-hmm. from either way, anything. And at yeah. this point, yeah. it's just a whole lot of conversation. So yeah. that, to me, he either can say anything. It doesn't make a difference okay. because I don't think that there's any um, motion, any uh, level of sincerity behind either party. Um, so it's a lot of posturing and a lot of performance is what I see. Yeah. And no, it is not no, effective. I'm not effective. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a lot of um I think there's a lot of put on with you know, with him or with even mm-hmm. both of them. I, I remember Michelle Obama and um when she came and did um she spoke at the president of um K 
Canada election thing, and she was just talking about Hillary. And for some reason, in my heart, I felt like, you know what, I maybe, and I, I don't, I don't want to speak for her, but when she was pushing Hillary and saying she would be the best and everything, maybe in the back of her mind, yeah, the best, but not necessarily the best. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm just, just with the mm-hmm. history with them, I didn't feel like it was a hundred percent genuine. I'm just. I yeah, am a Michelle Obama fan, but I feel oh, yeah. like you know they were they were put number one. She is she is a true definition of a lady, of a first lady, of just her having the heart of the people. Um, but I felt that when with them pushing, I mean they they kind of had to. It, or we we gonna push Hillary? Okay. We gonna push Trump? You know? Are we gonna yeah. are we gonna have yeah. oatmeal cookies or chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> I don't know what
in my hometown area. They kneeled and they were, um, you know, get, uh, thrown racial slurs and threatened, um, and it was it was it was major. And here you have these kids who are peacefully expressing something that's hurting their community, and the response is exactly why they're kneeling. The response is confirming why they're kneeling. So um, I'm proud of them. And I'm pr- and actually, and to be honest, I'm proud of the the non-minorities, the majority who are supporting him because technically they don't have to. And I was listening to um, <laughs> the Ricky Smiley show the other day, and they were doing the paternity test Tuesday, I think, which has nothing to do with this. But the guy on the show, they were asking him what he thought about this, and he was like, "I really don't care. That's his right." But there's a guy on the same team who I think raped somebody or he did something vile to somebody. And he said, nobody's burning his jerseys. You know, you don't hear anything about that player. I don't know who the player is. But Hmm. that's the kind of country we are. You know, we'll send somebody to prison for dog fighting and for rape or something like that. The same, another football player will be able to play in the league. So I think he's doing what he feels is right. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, that comment that Ray um, Lewis made on the interview, I can't remember the other young man he was with. He was an ex-NFL star. And, Sharp. you know, he, he Shannon Sharp, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Forgive me. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. So he was making a comment about, um, you know, this issue as well and, um, you know, some people doing the moonwalk around it. They're dancing around a little bit. But one thing I did like that he said was that police officers need to be policing other other police officers. And he made an analogy with the team, with the football team, and said we wouldn't have this in the locker room if somebody wasn't act right. Well, you know, we correct it. But I think mm-hmm. it, it just goes so deep with what he's saying. Absolutely. It's so many injustices and you know, it goes for so, it's been going on for so long. So yes, he wants to stand up now. He has a platform. So did Muhammad Ali. So do a lot of these actors and stuff. And yeah, they want to protect their brand. Brand and just like um, my father said this morning, we um, we did a two mile walk. He was like, sometimes you know, oh, oh don't don't make per se the white man upset. You know, be quiet. But somebody has to take a stand and say, hey, this is this is not. This is not right, you know, when it comes to us mm-hmm. injustice. Somebody has to take a stand. So I'm glad that he um, was man enough to speak up in spite of him losing what could be lost. Because far mm-hmm. too long, you know, hey, we, we've thought that way. Hush, hush, don't don't say We don't want to make nobody upset. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that, that was going to be my next question that you just actually started to address. How do you ladies feel about the fact that this is, but this is a man taking a stance as opposed to lately, it seems, it seems not that, I, that this is true in all instances, um, but there seems to be lately more women who are, I won't say leading, but, you know, kind of in more of the forefront of some of these uh, these kind of charges. How does that make you all feel, and you know, that this is a man that is actually doing this? Well, I think the whole thing is remarkable. 
um, for more than a few reasons. Number one, if you don't have a stand for something and um, be willing to sacrifice whatever it is that you have for whatever it is you believe, forget protecting your brand. You you have no brand because your brand has no integrity because you are not willing to really even say what you believe and to stand for that because if it didn't cost you anything, it really probably isn't worth anything. But more so, him being a male doing this and in the field that he's in, having the amount of access that he has for his stand to be not only demonstrated but also uh, reinforced and all the other things, you know, the exposure that comes with him. It's remarkable, um, and I think it's a, a, a an opportunity to really teach this generation what we really have always been all about. If you are not willing to sacrifice what you have for your people, we, we can't have a sense of loyalty to a flag, to a nation who has yet to have a sense of loyalty to us. So mm-hmm. when we decide to value who God has made us to be. Everybody else is happy and proud and posting and standing for their particular rights and their particular beliefs. But until we decide that we are valuable enough to ourselves and then to one another to be willing to risk what we do have and what we have gained and what we have um, accessed in our in our lives and, and um, our lifetimes, for the cause of somebody else to really put your money where your mouth is, everything else is just conversation because everybody has mm-hmm. a belief, everybody has something to say, um, but very few people are willing to risk what they have and risk who they are and, as you say, risk their brand. This whole conversation about a brand just gets on my nerves anyway because you're a person, you're not a brand. That's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> the willing, the willingness to do that, to me and him being a man and a black man, a biracial man or a man of color, you got one, you got one drop, you are bottom line, uh, whether you want to be mm-hmm. or not. That to me is, um, it's, it's what we're supposed to do. It's what we're all supposed to do. But to a greater degree, does he have that because of the position that he has been afforded? That's the least he can do. In my opinion, that's a part of his reasonable service. But I'm proud that he's doing it, and I hope that it gives others in positions of um, that that are that can be a resource uh, to to the community to be able just to demonstrate to say you have a voice and your voice has power. Whether they like what he's saying, whether they like what he's doing or not, it is powerful in the sense that even the people that hate him have their name on his list, have have his right. name on their list. Right. So that's a, a sense of power. As long as you're talking me up, you're giving me power. And so I think mm-hmm. it's wonderful on every level, uh, whether you agree with it or not, the the reason, the how. I think it's, it's, it's the, the one thing that we did fight and gain is our um, our right to speak. We have that. We need to use it to the best of our ability and to the most uh, potency, uh, to the greatest degree of potency that we can while we have the opportunity. No, no telling he can get hurt tomorrow. Nobody will know who he is. So while you have it, use it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's something to be said about walking in purpose, and I just I just think that um, I'm just thinking back to I think it was Tom Brady after he won his first um, Super Bowl championship and Winfrey tell me if I'm wrong but I think he's won the Super Bowl championship am I wrong? He's one of you yes. Okay, <laughs> so after his first Super Bowl <laughs> championship. He was interviewed, and he mentioned, and he talked about how empty he felt. I mean, we can we can take that in all kinds of directions. But he was totally let down 
after winning the Super Bowl. He thought after winning the Super Bowl that he would feel completion. He would feel, you know, this sense of I've made an accomplishment, you know, um, I can't think of the word right now, uh, self-realized, that he would be self-realized. And he didn't. And for me, I can just only imagine that all these football players who are making this decision have realized, you know what, I exist outside of this game. I have a purpose higher than this game. And to walk in that purpose has to be one of the best feelings that they could possibly feel right now. So it's like so many components to this thing. And hopefully in 200 years, when when people look back, they'll see that he was on the right side of history, you know, that he Mm -hmm. lived on. His name will be known. I don't even know who the quarterback is of the 49ers. I'm sorry. I know he's a backup. I don't even know who the main quarterback (laughs) is, but I know who he is. So, you know, I, I just I just want I just I'm excited that he's walking in something higher than throwing a football. Mm-hmm. Um, and though that throwing a football makes a lot of people happy, it makes me happy. There's more to life than that, you know, and I think he realizes that. And I'm I'm excited that a brother has said, you know what, I can throw this football for the next five years but at the end of the day, I'm still who I am and I have a purpose, I have a calling higher than that. So um, I think yeah. some of these other men are seeing that. They are kneeling with mm-hmm. him. There, there's a joy in yeah. it. There's a, yeah. No matter what they're putting on the line, it's something to that that needs to be applauded and needs to be recognized by those who aren't kneeling. So. I just want to say that he's, he's just so you guys, ladies, understand, and the people who are listening, I just, I just looked up because I really didn't know. His salary for this year, uh, including his roster bonuses and workout bonuses, Total up to be about fourteen point three million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, so that's nice. a lot to put on the line because there's mm-hmm. a possibility he could, you know, that something like this he can get cut. Um, right. So losing they can cut him over this. So to, so to go, yeah, losing endorsement. Um, so for him to do that, you know, again, much respect to him. So um, for for making that stance. But all right, so here, um, let's let's go ahead. Um, we were. We, we were gonna we gonna right into these questions. I'm gonna blow through this break because I, um, cause y'all are y'all are doing so good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop your momentum. Uh, so, <laughs> here we go. Let's talk. Let's just, in this first section, I want to talk to talk about uh, uh, talk about what it is like um, dating. And I know all of y'all aren't dating, but technically y'all are dating in the social media area era. Excuse me. Um, there is dating is not like it used to be, um, and for you as ladies, uh, how do you navigate through it? What are some things that you, you know, do don't do? You know, give me your your thoughts on you know what you would say to ladies or even guys uh, in this dating in this whole social media area because you know <laughs> y'all know if y'all don't know I have my things. If you poke me too many times, we go together. But what y'all? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you poked me five times. You know, we go together. She said. So, what's your? Uh, and if you like five status, I said if you like five status and back to back, you're crushing on me. So it's just me. You know, that's, but that's me. But that's me. So how do you all, uh, you know, manage through the, all of this, through this? Yeah, like this social media world. Uh, I start with. I'm gonna start with Lakeisha on this one. <laughs> you know, oh well, thank I you, Mister. I know, I know your inbox is on fire. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> well, let me, <laughs> so funny. You know, um, one thing I think with the social media era, the number one thing that I can think of is the texting thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm naturally a conversationalist. I I like to talk, um, and I'm learning to listen more. But so I'm not a big texter. So when it comes to that in dating, I appreciate the art of the phone ringing, of speaking, because sometimes, you know, I'm, like after three texts, the phone needs to ring. I don't I don't want to text all day all night. So, uh in these in these rings. So, I I think that um, you know, sending a quick here and there and I think as time evolves, people change and everything, but um now I haven't I haven't been in a situation where someone has asked me out on a date via text. I think that's I mean, if, if if you're if you're thirty and above, that's that's a no no. Um, you, <laughs> you need you need to call. But um, I think with the social media, the only thing in texting is a little bit involved with that because all that evolved together. The texting thing, I think, can be a little extreme. I think, you know, but you you accept what you put up with. So if you keep responding, they're going to keep responding back. So my thing is, you know. You just handle it in a certain way, or just, or, or really, actually, you know, you know, I'm, no, I'm gonna change that. We should be verbal and say, "Hey, I know you're texting, but I, I actually appreciate a phone call or to speak to hear your, your very white, sexy voice. If you want to call, I <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily text because I'm, I'm more of a yeah. So that's the only thing when it comes to social media. My pet peeve is just the excessive texting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or Wendy, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I am uh, 400 years old in a 35-year-old woman's body. Lord so have mercy. I am, <laughs> I, I am very um, old school in a lot of regards. Now, I will say I am well-versed in text messaging. However, um, not in a dating situation per se because I do like – I like to hear you. It's something about the person who you are um, in love with or falling in love with to hear your voice. First of all, when I see your name come up on the screen, something happens to my, to my heart. So I appreciate that. It's not quite the same with the text message. But um, social media, I, my brother will tell you, I'm just kind of getting on to Facebook kind of sort of because I really don't like any other social media stuff. Um, I understand the necessity of it and the benefits of it. But if I – if I could, I would have no parts of it. A lot of it, I don't even know what it is. A Twitter, a tweet, uh, I just figured out what Instagram was and all that. So me dating and social media, that's not going to, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And and I don't, I don't like the idea of somebody being a voyeur in my life. If you are interested in what's going on with me, get to know me because standing afar off and attempting to do that, you're not going to get the me that you're going to get. No, being with me, being in relationship with me. So you can't really do that with social media. So that feels like stalking. I don't fool with stalking. I don't do that. I'm too little to fool with anybody who has to do stuff like that. I I just can't. Okay. So Makes sense. That's me. Makes sense. Okay. Anthony, we're going to save oh. the married lady for last on this one. You did what? I said we're going to save the married lady for last on this one. Oh. You mean the divorce? Jesus. <laughs> 
Oh, you talking no, about no, I'm Leah. talking about uh, Leah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't really have any thoughts about it, to be honest. Um, I mean, so here, I mean, okay, so I know um, that, you know, that you all, not just you, but that, you know, that this is, I think for me, social media has made, made the world smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder, like, I mean, are there certain things? I know Lakeisha just talked about how she, you know, she's okay with, with some texting, but she wants mm-hmm. to talk. But how do you all navigate, you know, like what are some some things that, you know, how do you navigate through that whole process of, you know, you see somebody? Because, I mean, people, let's be honest, people date on social media all the time or through social media all the time. Um, so how do you, you know, how do you all do that and still, you know, get the good experience that should be gotten out of dating in social media. Plus, and then there's the other piece of it, of, you know, um, you know, making your, you know, we have, we have a saying now, it's not real until it's posted on Facebook. Like, y'all ain't really together. <laughs> relation, until you change okay, the relationship that's on Facebook. So, I, I mean, how does that, that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but for some people, what? that's serious. Like, that is serious. Like, we ain't together because you ain't told Facebook. Like, really? <laughs> that's weird. Okay. When you when you say dating through social media, what are, I mean, what exactly are you saying? Because if, if you're dating through like like you yeah, met through social I'm media, say, I'm saying that you, like if you met a guy through social media, so you were in let's say you're in my group, and this is just an example because you are, uh, and you uh, see somebody you like or somebody sees you and likes you. I mean, what is how should you know? Should he approach you? How should, you know? What are some things that you would tell a young lady or a woman, you know, in terms of how she should allow herself to be approached, or how she should interact, or you know, just the whole thing, anything? Because this is this is, this is new. Ron. I think it's new. Ron. It's new. <laughs> you know Somebody approaching you on Facebook, Ron. Run, because that is that is stalker ish. That is stalker ish. You looking at my pictures and all my past posts? You think you know me? No, no, sir. However, I don't. I don't want any part of you. Nope. Like if it's somebody who is a mutual friend of my friends on Facebook, then they, you know, they may have more, you know. If if somebody inboxes me, and this is um, like let's say I post something in the scoop, and that this has happened where based on what I posted, I start getting friend requests, and so mm-hmm. I'll look and say, okay, who is this mm-hmm. person? And so I'll be like, okay, went for who is this? <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is this and this. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Um, and from there, because I'm already like suspicious anyway. So I'm kind of looking inside eye, like, okay, what next? You know, because you're about to learn my character. And mm-hmm. for me, honestly, I'm, I've even from middle school all the way through when when girls first started using the phone, I've never been like a heavy talker on the phone. So I can go, my mm-hmm. me and my best friend could go months without talking to each other, and then we'll have like this this um, you know this this splurge where we just talk every day, so like. Two weeks and then go months. I go. I can go. I've gone years without talking to her. Um, so for me, and with the way my life is, a text, an unexpected text, could be very, very refreshing for me because I may not be able to have a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. 
but eventually I'm going I'm going to want to have some deep profound conversations with whomever you know decides to pursue me. Um, so the only the only way there's going to be a progression of somebody who I do not know is if that person knows people who I know and trust. You know, like okay. my sister or my cousins or my you know friends from college or you know things like that. So. That's I'm, I'm kind of right. lay back with it right now. You did what? Well, there's lots to discuss on this dating business, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I know, lots. Now, I can tell you a few stories because, you know, I've I've only been married five years. So uh, one of the first things that came to mind when you brought this subject up is I had a friend of mine from my hometown of East St. Louis who just got engaged recently. I will not say the name. Anyway, I posted something on this page because I hadn't seen him forever, and I was like, hey, you know, how are things going? Hope you're well. I got a direct message from the girlfriend at the time who was now fiancé, like, how do you know him? Like, she went going hard. And I was like, do I know you? I just responded with, do I know you? Clearly, that triggered her to passivity. And so she went and created this long email about, you know, I'm such and such. Um, I'm just trying to figure out who's contacting my man because I've had issues before and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, baby, this is not the deal. Like, I'm married, happily married. Yeah, so number one, rules of dating. If you in this social media phase and you want to do it the Facebook way, first of all, I would say learn who his people are and vice versa, you know, because they're women. I, let's talk, ladies, because, we like to lurk on pages. We like to like everything that the guy is saying just to make sure that uh, our faces are present mm-hmm. on Facebook and Snapchat. Don't uh, give them any room or space. And in a minute someone gives a googly eye or a heart or a kiss of the lips, it's, it's wartime. So mm-hmm. I think you have to be mature enough um, to be able to date in the social media age. Another thing is I, mm-hmm. you got to write one for like, Man, if you if you respond to enough posts, they really do believe they go together. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. I mean, I'm like, telling you, marriage yes. Is, marriage I've is never heard that for my life. Well, do y'all yes. yes. do y'all believe that, that couples should be friends on Facebook? Say that again. Do y'all believe that couples should be friends on Facebook? Okay, that that brought me to my next question. I don't want to dibble and dabble because I know we're going to talk about this later, but. I personally, now that I'm married, and even before when I was dating, I've always been a public-private person, and I do not like posting too much of my personal business, especially my husband on social media. He has his page. I have mine. I don't check his. It's very rare unless he tags me in something. Um, and if he checks mine, that's fine, but I don't think he does. I just That's his space, and I have mine. The only time you'll see me post about him is if it's birthday or anniversary or something like a milestone because I protect my marriage. And and if I was dating, I'd be protecting that too because the minute someone puts a foul comment on, like, the East St. Louis side of me is going to come out, and I'm trying to stay safe. <laughs> I don't do that. And I, and I actually had a comment, and I won't name this person either, but – uh, I, they came to me and were like, well, why don't you post, you know, about your husband? I'm like, I live with him. I don't need to go blast what uh-huh. I'm doing with him for y'all. I, my relationship right. is just fine. Uh-huh. So 
right. I would say even in dating, like, don't fall in love too quick. Learn them, you know, outside of social media, and keep it private. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very that's you, very good advice, Leah. Now, the interesting yeah, part the, is And is when I was dating are... my husband, oh, I'm sorry, Winfrey. No, no, go ahead. I, I was saying when I was dating uh, before I got married, Nobody knew I was dating him because I didn't post it. Not that I was hiding him. That's just me. So the minute we got engaged, you know, that hit Facebook. And then it was, I didn't even know y'all were dating. Good. That was my whole point. <laughs> as as it pertains to the, the dating on Facebook and the putting, you know, putting people's stuff on there and should I be somebody, you know, the person I'm with, their Facebook friend and all that kind of, again, I, I, I'm not a fan of any of it. I think it can cause a lot of undue foolishness, um, especially mm-hmm. you got to know yourself, especially if you are working on some security issues and some esteem issues. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not necessarily an issue of mine. I just don't like Facebook because, again, I'm not interested in learning something secondhand about you. If I'm a part of your life, I know what you're doing anyway. So what do I need to find out on Facebook for? And if that's the only means by which I can find out what's going on in your world, we got a whole other level of problems. I don't want to I – feel, I feel like it's an illegitimate access. So I don't particularly care for it, but that's me. Um, do I think it's a problem with it? I don't personally have a problem with, you know, if you want to be, that's the way you are, want to do it, that's your business. But don't open any doors for you to have a problem that's unnecessary. If you know you can't handle, um, and this goes both ways because uh, years ago, when I say years ago, I was dating this guy, and we were friends on Facebook, and we were we were friends before we dated. And um, mm-hmm. had he was doing, you know, kind of sort of what you do, WB, these topics a day and having discussions. And I never really participated in the conversation because that Facebook wasn't my thing. Um, but it got so out of hand, in my opinion, that I'm thinking I'm, you know, contributing to the conversation. And he got mad at me because he didn't like what I said because he said it sounded uh, like I was being too hard on the other people's uh, commentary, but it was my perspective and it was my opinion. Mm-hmm. After that, I was the one that unfriended him and basically just said, you know what, if this is going to cause a problem, I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if I trust you. And since, you know, if I'm going to be with you, I better trust you. If I'm, if I'm going to be with you and because I trust you, this is not a necessity for me. And if this is going to cause undue stress and headache on either one of us and on us, this can go. This can go. And yeah. so it's not always the woman who's, because I don't do the stalking thing, I ain't, I'm not interested in what's going on in your phone because what's done in the dark will come to the light. I don't have to look for it. I just, I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't, I don't that ain't, that's not me. But I know men who do that more than women, who troll and stalk mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And who, who is so and so? I saw that kind of, yeah, that, all of those are clues and signs that I need to exercise love because there is something wrong with you. That's my take on it. That's that's and that, that's good. I wanna I wanna go that's back good. to the first question, Winford, that you said. How do we? I think you were saying that men are navigate and date in the social media era. Is that what you were saying? With yeah. the first, like the first question. Well, yes. you know, we okay. So some of us are gonna deal with it more than others, and that is totally okay. It's validated. Always be yourself. I mean, this is kind of even, okay, fine, you do see someone you might be attracted to or you 
seen their video, you kind of peeping them out. Okay, so you send them a message and just say a friendly hello. My thing is be you and be respectful because it, it can go the same way as being on Match or what's the other one, eHarmony, and try to start a conversation. Now, I'm not saying you go in a message inbox, that's what all you're doing, but you just never know. <laughs> you can't, mm-hmm. I mean, you just never know. So just approach it in a tactful way. And maybe you'll get an answer. I mean, to me, it's all about approach. So no, I'm not. I'm not really into. I, I never dated anybody off of any social media. You know, people that I have dated have been, you know, you know, face face. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, uh, you might want to just just always be yourself. When you when you Makes when you yourself with a woman. You're gonna you're gonna get you usually you're gonna get a bad result because if you're if you're not so much of a gentleman, you might get stage left. Always be yourself. <laughs> so that's my that's my answer. Okay. All right. We're gonna do this real quick. We're gonna take a break um, and play this song. Then we come back. I need to know. I want to find out. Um, not so much do I want to find out, but. I have several had several ladies ask me. They want you all to talk about what things they need to do to put themselves in position to find a husband. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, after this song, this is love. This is love shot by uh, Ugochi. So we will be right back after this on uh, uh, Let's Talk Ladies.
that was submitted by a few ladies. Um, and so, yeah, so ladies, I want to hear what are some of you, I'm, this time I'm going to start with the married lady, with the married woman on the panel, uh, Miss Leah, and find out, oh, you know, geez. what are some of the things that you would say for a woman who says, you know, listen, I, I, I can't find a husband. Well, I, I need a boo. Well, I, need a, I need a babe. What can I, what I'm supposed to do, Leah? Tell me yeah. what I need to do. Listen, let's start with find. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. So if you're looking, that's strike one. Just be. Um, and I know that may sound super spiritual, but that look churchy. What that mean? What does yeah, that, mean? that may sound real churchy. What I mean is, okay, let me break it down. So when Adam was on the earth, he was you know ruling the whole nine, and he was alone, and Jesus created Eve, like took her out of the rib and created her, right? Never, mm-hmm. unless, unless somebody reads this for me, I need a good interpretation. Never did it say, let the woman find a helpmate for him. He needed the helpmate. So number one, when you come to have a piece about who you are and who you're designed to be, and you come into your full self in confidence, not saying that you still won't struggle in areas, but when you come to the full realization of who you are, it's going to be easier for you to identify who that person is. But for you to go looking for that person, I personally just don't believe in that. I think we are designed to be able to lead in our own right. And this may, Winfred, you may not like this, but I'm still going to say it. I don't think that women need men. That sounds really harsh. But I don't think we are created to need a man to the point we're going to die without one. Again, I don't, think, I don't disagree with that. I don't think you'll die without a man. Yeah, I just I think we are created no, I don't to think you'll help. Die without a man. No. Yeah, I'm, we're created to help, so we're not created to need. They they needed us, so whatever our skill set is, you know, our job is to help build that man, build whoever your spouse is going to be into being their best selves. While God is working on us to be our best selves, so again, um, in a dating process that's where the learning Mm -hmm. of yourself comes in and being honest about what Mm -hmm. you're wanting um for me i wanted to be married um but i I did not see my husband as my husband i just didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't have a long list of you know who i wanted or anything like that he just didn't fit what i thought i needed or what i thought i wanted so you know asking those questions are very important he matched everything that i desired it was just I didn't see it, so that's what it was. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I think another important thing, too, in the dating process in pursuit of marriage is to make sure you're on the same page because men and women clearly have different definitions of what dating is. A, a dating for a woman may be, I'm pursuing marriage. Dating for a man may be, I'm just having fun with you until, you know, I can get out of my hole and, and go somewhere else. So making sure you're on the same page um, of where you're trying to go. And I always say, interview them. Like, don't waste your time. If you know you wanted to be married and you're dating in this process, don't waste your time to say, hey, I just want a good conversation. No. Ask the man, do you want to be married? How many children do you want? And I would say ask him on the first date. No, 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 no. If I just met you and we on the first date yes. and you come to me yes, talk about you want to be married, how many kids you want? Right. Yeah, let me clarify that. I'm not saying Ooh. do you want to marry me. Not do you want to marry me, but, hey, while, while you're pursuing me, because I'm assuming that you've asked me out, so clearly there's a reason mm-hmm. behind it. So for me not mm-hmm. to waste your time, I'm going to let you know, hey, here's where my mindset is. You know, I'm at this age. I've done the dating thing. So if your mindset isn't already there, then I don't need you to waste my time. I'm not saying, do you want to be married to me in a year? It's just, is marriage on your brain? Mm -hmm. That's what Uh, I mean. uh I don't think there's anything for that. Okay. All right. Ebony, what are your thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> that didn't sound promising. I just want to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. How do we find a husband? Um, how do you position yourself? I mean, I, I, oh, maybe yeah, find that, is yeah. not a good word. So that but that you, is a, a good question. Put- um, and honestly, you know, I know the heart behind that question, and the heart behind that question is a woman who desires to be married, yeah. desires to be, yeah. in, you know, they want to cuddle on the couch on Friday nights and Netflix and chill, you know. They want all that. So I understand where the question comes from and what I'll say as far as positioning yourself. Um, I'll, I'll start with the basics, the, the, the actual basics of having, being available, you know, looking like you are available. So for one, I think some women – like even their posture is very closed. Um, mm-hmm. So it, sometimes it starts with just being, just having a, a posture of um, that you're open to a man approaching you. You know, it could be something where I've known women who um, they, they've straight up asked me, how, how do you get so many guys asking you out? And honestly, I really think it's because I have a face that or I position myself in a way that looks like I'm pleasant, like I'm okay for them to approach me. Um, because I think it, it has to be scare, scary for men to continually face, you know, the possibility of rejection. And I think it's just something real simple that a lot of women don't even think about or even consider is how you carry yourself. How are you, you know, do you have a yes face? When I say a yes face, not that you're going to say yes to everything, but that you have a face that's saying I'm available to a conversation with you. And then putting mm-hmm. yourself in places where um, you might meet men. And honestly, you could be at a football game and a man not even look at you. So that that's, you know, you can increase your chances in, of meeting a man, but the man God has for you, you could be, you know, in the back corner of a library and he will meet you. 
Um, but, you know, living life, you know, doing what makes you, like doing your purpose, being satisfied with, um, and when I say satisfied, content. And not that you're happy, not that you're content, I should even say happy, not that you're totally um, satisfied with um, being single, but thriving where you are is attractive to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, okay. if you're walking in your calling, walking in your purpose, that's attractive to a man. So doing those things, I think, will increase the odds. Um, but like I said, you can you can be at a football game, you can be in the gym, um, you could be in Home Depot, and that doesn't guarantee you're mm-hmm. going to meet the man that God has for you. Mm-hmm. But you have to do like I think we talked about this on the scoop once. Um, talking about Ruth and Boaz, you know, Ruth was doing her purpose when Boaz saw her. and But I took it a step further. She was the one that made him know that she was available for him to then pursue her as her kinsman redeemer. Um, and without her making that obvious, making that known, he would not have made the next step of making her his kinsman redeemer. So I really think being available, letting a man know that you're willing, letting a man be able to approach you is critical. Okay. Wendy Burns, go ahead. What you think? Jesus, that's all I'm going to say. Take the wheel. Okay, so the question was, again, um, how does one, a woman, make herself um, basically palatable to be found? Um, first and foremost, my my personal one-liner is be found doing. Um, be found, don't be looking, be found Hello. doing um, doing your purpose and, you know, your your thing, whatever it is, be found developing yourself and not looking around because desperate is uh, not a good look. I don't care what kind of pumps you got on or how good they look on you. When it's all said and done, people can smell desperation mm-hmm. and they will take advantage of it. Um, so that's number one. Of course, wait on the Lord, but I think a lot of times we have the wrong concept of what waiting on the Lord really is. Instead of sitting there waiting, looking at our clock like, Lord, what you're doing, you know, two years has passed. Instead, think of it like a waiter, a servant. Serve God and be serving God in your in your waiting. Um, and it may not make you feel good in the process of the waiting. Trust me, I can, I can be a living witness. The wait has not necessarily been easy or always fun, ever. It's never been fun. But the process of really waiting on God allows you to deal with your longings and deal with you so that you can be somebody <clears throat> who's worth partnering with. Um, so you got to get, get into you, get into dealing with what's really going on with you because nobody – should have somebody that's broken. Um, And a lot of times we are looking for somebody to come and satisfy something in us that they're not even capable of satisfying. You need to be trying to prepare yourself to partner, prepare yourself to, um, to, to serve, prepare yourself to be everything that God has called you to be in this particular marriage, relationship, whatever the case is, and stop trying to rush stuff. Be willing to be somebody's friend and really get to know who you're getting. Don't get the public persona. Don't get the the person that, you know, the the representative, all of the stuff. Really take the time and invest in, okay, when – 
when we're 50 years in, this is a person that I'm still going to want to be friends with. This is a person that mm-hmm. when something happens to you, I'm, I, I want to take care of you. I'm not doing it because I have to and I'm obligated to, but this is a part of, of my service of love to you regardless of where we are in the moment. And, you know, make sure that you're the type of person that, um, again, that is developed and mature enough in who you are to know that you have something to help meet a need because as the help meet, if you don't have a level of um, development personally and otherwise, how are you going to help anybody meet a need when you're looking for your, all of your mm. needs to be met? Mm. So be in a position mm. where you actually have something Eba. to contribute that will help push and motivate and make somebody else's um, life or your own stuff to be uh, mm-hmm. met, your own needs to be met. So wait, be cool, be willing, be fearless, and in the process of being fearless, be willing to learn how to really, while you're single, while you're by yourself, while you're in the way to look what submission really looks like, if you can't submit to your boss, if you can't submit to your pastor, if you can't submit to your friends, if you can't submit to, you know, those that are in authority over you, you're not ready for to be a wife, you're not ready to really even be a friend, you need to chill, mm-hmm. Netflix and chill with you and Jesus, and get for real, for real, <laughs> with where you are and who you are, because mm-hmm. again, submission is not being uh, a doormat, it is, I am recognizing and preferring you over what I what what I think what I want right now and understanding the hierarchy you know of what really goes on you know when when I'm in a relationship I've never been married yet but when I'm in a relationship there's a level of appropriate submission even in dating that we need to start learning to develop because once you're married it's not a flip on switch that you oh, okay now now I can submit because I'm married you need to grow in that and learn and develop and if you feel popping your lips because you don't like something he said, the way he said it, you're not ready. You're not ready, and you're not going to be an asset, and you can't help me to need to anybody when you are not developed, mature, disciplined, and willing to deal with the truth of you, the truth of your longings, the truth of where you are. Don't bring that brother no mess, no strife, no confusion. The world will give him enough of that. You need to be a safe place, again, where his heart can rest safely and be mature in that place with you and rest in you. So if you are looking to be found, be found doing the will of the Lord. Be found resting in him. And if you can't settle your soul, you're not ready. Bottom line. All I know is I think she just was in B flat. <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to listen. Benediction. She's in B flat. So wherever the organ wherever the organ player is, that's B flat. All you got to do is just be follow found doing. Y'all understand too. I mean, this this has been a work in progress because you know I'm the queen of you know I I like to have I like to have my own way you know I'm the, the only girl and the baby and you know that was hard but the truth of the matter is what's your gender purpose who are you created to be and if you got, can't stand under who you are have a seat that's all I just got five I got five text messages real quick that just says that girl is preaching. <laughs> That's a, a, a conversation that happens a lot, and I see how poorly we 
represent ourselves in the world and how poorly we represent ourselves to men, so much so that now those women of quality, like myself and I'm sure like the other ladies on the phone, it makes it difficult. Standard has been made so low that it's, it's almost like they would rather take the counterfeit then they have to come yeah. up to the level of maturity. And that's why we have so many underdeveloped men in the world because there's a, there's, Ooh, there is something yeah. about a woman who is for real, for real, doing what she's supposed to do, being who she's supposed to be, that will make a man who loves and wants her come up. And so if mm-hmm. you are not even willing to come up to meet the, the, the standard of where you know you can maintain me so I can help push you forward even the more, then we have what we have in society now, which is a bunch of mama's boys who are satisfied with what is being called women and a woman. And what it really is, it's just you got an X chromosome. Mm. Bottom line, mm. you're not a woman because there's, mm. there's a purpose that comes behind being a woman that is being unfulfilled in our society because of a lack of development, a lack of discipline, and a lack of just wanting to do what's right. You know, I'll take, I'll take the lesson because it's easier, but then it doesn't push you to be who you were really created to be. And that's, mm. I'm, I, that's a problem. I told you I'll take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. She she brought yeah. the Shanda, the yams. <laughs> she brought the house down. Kickstarter. Mm. Should have bought a Honda. Yes, you preached that. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. No, I, I and as a man, I'm gonna tell you, I co I co signed that. Seriously, I'm 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 gonna say this as a man. What she just said is 100 percent right. A man that loves you needs. Now, and I know to Leah's point, um, women. I think we need each other. I think there's an mm-hmm. interdependence that comes with the right with, with right relationships that we that we miss and that we're so um, we're so afraid to have that level of vulnerability with one another because if I if I let let you think that I need you, then you can take advantage of that. And so we're so afraid of that that we even subconsciously I think we hold back a certain part of ourselves, um, which in turn does not allow each other to be the full person that we were designed to be. So I, I, I 100% co-sign. Uh, Can I ask a okay, question? So what, what, Can I, to to yeah. the point of what you just said, Debbie, my question is for the, for the other ladies on the phone, and, and I don't know, maybe it's just me because I know I'm a little different in a lot of regards, but I long for the day to be able to, to tell the man of my life, I need you. I'm not running from that. I look forward. To be able to let him know there's a level of dependence that I have that is specifically designed for you that I know there are some things, some places um, that I'll never get to because unless I'm hooked up with you, unless we are joined, unless I'm partnered with you. I long for that. So I just think a lot of times it's it's not necessarily a, a vulnerability issue. It's a lack of the right person being there for you to be able to be vulnerable too, because they're not showing up. Mm-hmm. You you recognize there's a need, you know, and I think it's innate to a woman to want to feel safe enough to be able to rest and say, "I need you." Mm-hmm. 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 Not just want you, I need you. Mm-hmm. Ladies. Yeah, uh-huh. and you know you got something where you can tell them that shoot. 
I mean, so why is that? Is go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say that. Um, in that to answer Wendy's question, I need you. But the man knows that she can hold it down if he's not around, because he has faith in her to do right by the family. He can, she can hold down the fort. My wife needs me. My mate needs. Yeah, we need each other equally. But I know. I have faith in her that she can do what she needs to do if I'm not around or if something goes down. She's not going to wither like a, a plant and say, oh, I can't, I can't survive without you. That kind of goes back to what Leah said. But she, yes, we empower each other together. We're a powerful, a powerful force. But yeah, let me clarify because I, I don't want to dig myself deeper in a hole by what I do. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not the whole... I am not the whole, I can do bad all by myself, Medea girl. That is not me. I I right. need my husband. I, I agree to Wendy's point. Um, you know, I have that in a mate where I really believe that I need him, like, to heal the internal sores and to just be a person that I can talk to and be totally vulnerable with. So, yes, we equally need each other. My point was, biblically speaking, that he designed the woman as a helpmeet to him. That was that was my only point. So I just want to clarify that. And on yeah. a, on a, well, on the level of of what was just said, I I wasn't necessarily speaking on a natural sense, but there's a soul level of need. There's a soul, you know, a, a spiritual level of need, and it's I don't necessarily even think that it's all the time an equal need. Whatever the need is, I need you, you know, and you got it, and I need it, you know, and so. Different different relationships and different couples, those needs vary. So I don't necessarily think it's a, a just a natural thing. Where whatever there is, again, I'm visual, so it's like a puzzle piece. You know, a whole there's there's dips and grooves and all that other kind of stuff. Wherever there's a dip and a groove that you can fit, you know, that you're supposed to fill in, fill that in for me because you have it to give me. And so there's going to be mm-hmm. something lacking unless you show up in those areas so that the full, complete, whatever picture of whatever God has created us to be and whatever purpose that he's created for us to have as one, n- nothing, none of that can happen until you show up. I, I know, I recognize and am humble and submitted enough to say that, and, and likewise with you. You know, again, there, there mm-hmm. has to be a level of safety and trust in that thing. Um, and I don't think it's universal at all. I don't think it was designed to be universal because if it was, then anybody can meet those needs. All right. Real quick, we've got a, well, a caller with a, a question. We have a caller in just a moment. So let me take this real quick, please. Um, so caller 7067, you are on the air. What is your question or comment? Hello, everyone. My question is um, I'm currently in a relationship now, um, and I dealing with the submission versus the controlling aspect of my relationship um, with my boyfriend. Um, We tend to go back and forth a lot, um, and and it could a big part of it could be me um, just fighting him because I'm a very strong, independent person. So how do you kind of just know the difference when you're in a relationship between someone who is controlling or someone who you're just needing to be submissive with. Um, really quickly, we got into an argument on this past Sunday um, because, for me, it was simple. 
he asked me to roll down the window for a police officer that was coming up to my car, and I replied, okay, babe. Um, the police officer was not at my window just yet, um, and I waited until the police officer got to my window. Um, and for him, that was an issue um, because he felt like I didn't do what he asked me to do when he told me to do it. Um, and I have talked to my friends about it. It has become a very big issue between us. Um, I didn't want to talk about it. He said that I don't allow myself to be vulnerable for him, um, and I don't feel the same way. For me, that was a very controlling thing because it was simple, um, but I have friends that say that I need to be more submissive and I have other friends that say that's a controlling aspect of him. And so I'm just wondering, you know, how you guys feel about that. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I am a recovering control freak. So <laughs> I identify with you. Um, I, I want to venture to say this is probably not the first time you've had a dispute with him. So and only you can determine if this is an alarm that's going off because what you don't want is someone controlling you to the point of anger, which leads to abuse, whether it's verbal or physical, but only you and your mate would know that. If you know that you have a controlling problem, one of the biggest hindrance for men to lead is people with that kind of spirit, such as I, uh, who won't all the time allow someone to help or um, to do things. And if they see that you'll do everything they don't know how to find their space. So I would say the more you can lend yourself um, to him, the the better you'll be. But, again, that's that's something that you would have to sort of self-evaluate. I'm going to okay. jump in and uh, piggyback behind uh, what, that, the last comment. I, I, am, I personally feel like <clears throat> it's a red flag when you have a lot of arguing in a relationship. That's, to me, a sign of imbalance, um, lack of discipline, disorder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because there needs to be communicating. When you're arguing, you're not communicating. Uh, it's a power struggle. You can't hear. You can't appropriately respond mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, as it pertains to the control versus the, the strong will portion, the first thing you said that to me was kind of like nails on the chalkboard was I'm an independent person. We were not created to be independent. We were create, created to be interdependent. Number one, dependent on God and interdependent on one another, one another. So when we get into these places where we are standing strong and firm on I mean my Generally, to me, that is a signal and a sign, again, on of, of the spirit of fear. There's something that you are trying to compensate for that has happened that you don't want to happen again and allow yourself to be put in the same position that you've been in before where you felt helpless or afraid or controlled, and then you start reacting out of that. So that was sign number one, sign number two. Um, but perhaps... Again, it's uh, all those things. Plus, again, it just sounds like there's a, a, a not a not a real good understanding of who you two really are and what your particular relationship standards are, um, because there should be a, uh, an understanding of this is this is how we 
are. This is how we are going. This is where we're going. This is how we're growing. This is how we'll communicate. These are the standards of our relationship. We don't argue. We don't fuss. If, if I start seeing it going in a different direction, um, somebody needs to take the wheel and say, stop, let's let's pull back, let's wait till, you know what I mean? There needs to be some, some um, the boundaries and healthy uh, boundaries are. And arguing and fussing and fighting is not healthy. It's not healthy. Um, so I don't particularly believe in giving advice on what people should do. I say what I said. Um, the other thing I did particularly that didn't fit well is the fact that too many people are aware of your relationship and the happenings thereof. If there's a safety issue, that's one thing. But that, not that many people should know the flaws of your relationship. Ex- bring it to the Lord. If you feel unsafe, bag up, and then maybe tell somebody in that particular space, but certain things need to be worked out between you, him, and the Lord. And too many people in it will put you in a position where you are allowing too many hands to stain your window. You got all these hands touching something that is supposed to be set apart um, for you, him, and the Lord. And learning and growing and developing in submission, it should be mutual submission, not just one-sided. There should be a development of mutual submission. Um, And in a dating relationship, it's very, very, very different from that of a marriage. So it should be no control, and it should be willing. You should want to lend certain things in his direction. So that's my take on it. How long have y'all been dating? Seven months. Seven months. No, I'm still here. Oh. Here, seven months. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I wanted to piggyback too, and I have a, a slightly different take, I guess. But um, uh, submission in marriage is totally different than submission in a dating relationship. However, um, there should be signs for you that this is a man that you can submit to, that he is making decisions um, based on prayer, uh, consideration of the word, and just completely fine on being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, from what I understand, it was an issue with a window and a police driving up this for me, just looking at the situation, um, when I think of submission, I'm thinking of a man who is leading, who is making a decision that he feels God has given him some type of authority or direction to go in, um, things that are happening in the moment. And this really depends on your relationship and how you choose to be led. But things that happen in the moment that's where you have to rely on the Holy Spirit that's within you. You know, it seems like you are uh, seeking a lot of advice from a lot of different people. Um, I agree with Wendy. Um, You need to have maybe one or two godly, mature women in your life that you can go to in times like this um, when you are having a a hard time deciphering uh, right from wrong or deciphering how you feel because your feelings are so heavily heavily involved. But when you start labeling behaviors where a man just tells you to do something as submission, that's where you have to start defining what does submission look like in our relationship. Um, You know, does he expect to tell me to do something and I do it and that's how he defines submission? Or if he has a strong inclination that something needs to happen immediately, am I supposed to act? 
And if that is the understanding, is that something that I can do, especially long term? Um, and these are things that you guys can talk about. I would say, being that he seems to have an understanding of the word, that you two get together and do a study of submission. You know, find a resource, um, talk to your pastor, find a resource that dives into the issue of submission, and you two need to come up with what that looks like in your relationship. Because right now it's too many voices. You're hearing way too many voices right now. And not only that, I really feel like the Holy Spirit has already convicted you one way, but you are being, you're, you're seeking a lot of counsel from a lot of voices. And friends are going to have their opinion, but this is your relationship. So if this is a man that you feel that you can submit to based on your definition of submission, that's one thing. But, um, you know, this is, this is it, could, it really could go either way. Mm-hmm. It really could go either way. Um, personally, I feel submission is something that you are, you know, this man has prayed about an issue. He has thought God about something. God has revealed to him the path that he needs to take. And together, I'm submitting to what God has put on this man's heart. Um, so submission is one of those things can, that really can be abused in the church and has been abused in the church. Um, and like I think Leah said, it can, it can eventually lead to emotional abuse, physical abuse, things like that if you're not careful. But um, be very protective of that voice that you feel. Be very protective and listen to what the Holy Spirit tells you. And if this is a relationship that you value, you two both really need to research what you guys are going to define as submission. What does that look like to him? You know, he may think submission is you coming home every day, you cook dinner, you feed the whole family, you do certain things in order, you do the laundry, and he takes care of the yard. That's submission to him. You can't wear things he doesn't want you to wear. You can't wear makeup. It just depends on the man and the woman. But, again, that's unique to your relationship. So starting with, you know, I would limit your circle to wise, godly women, uh, and I would limit how many wise, godly women are confiding your relationship issues to. Um, and, and listen to that voice that's inside of you. If something doesn't feel right, that's a, a cue for you to take it to the next level. Seek, to seek what the Word says about it. Um, do some research, do a word study of the word submission. Thank you very much. Did you have any other questions, ma'am? Apollo questions, ma'am? Thanks for calling in and keep listening. Very good. Very good, ladies. Very good. All right. Here is, um, we're going to go ahead and take a break real quick, and then we're going to come back for our last segment. Um, uh, yeah, because I've got some we got some up. We're going to move on to this next segment real quick. So this, yeah, we'll be right back after this song. Tell me you want love, but what does this love mean if you're always giving up, giving up all the time? Oh, I really don't care what anybody says. 
Before we cut to the break, I, I cut Makisa off. She had something to say, so I apologize. What, what were your What was your comment? No, when we're talking about um, the husband, how can I find a husband? Mm-hmm. I had made a video on Facebook called "Being Quarterback Ready," and it can pertain mm-hmm. to relationships or life. But just saying, and all the ladies did a fantastic job on. Um, you know, replies and, and their opinions, which was very good and very solid because it all goes back to, it, it goes back to us. We are, um, it's, it's not about us looking, it's about us being found and in the meantime being meaningful in your weight. So there's a lot of things we can work on as men and women, as a man being single and women working on us particularly, but making yourself quarterback ready so before you are called to be a wife or to be in a certain situation or a husband, prepare yourself because a lot of dynamics are going with marriages, and this is why, you know, sometimes they fail because we haven't prepared ourselves before we got into the game. And a lot of other variables can be in that as well. Mm-hmm. But knowing that this is a very serious, serious situation, mm-hmm. so just working on yourself and enjoying your time as a single person. And when I say being quarterback ready, I made an analogy with the Panthers and let's say with, with Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton didn't become Cam Newton when the Panthers recruited him. He was already getting his mind together and shape, throwing balls, you know, working out plays. And then when they called him, he was ready. So I think as women, if we want to marry and basically have kids, we need to prepare ourselves in the whole, you know, aspect of marriage. Mm-hmm. and getting ourselves ready and enjoying our singleness because, you know, there's, there's a, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of other worries and things that go on with being married. So, you know, kind of preparing ourselves spiritually for that because we're, we're going in, that's another chapter in life. But getting ourselves quarterback ready. And that was a video, man, I thought. Oh, 
can, can we stay there for just one minute? Uh-huh. Sure. Because, I mean, I, I just so, I like your analogy, Lakisa. Um, uh-huh. Because it's it's something that people forget. It's like it's like the, the, the bride who prepares for the, the ceremony but not the marriage. Um, uh-huh. On the other side of that, you know, we're, we're always hearing about women who want to be married, um, but we never hear about the preparation part of it. We never talk about right. what it look like to be quarterback ready. All we want to do is play in mm-hmm. the game. We're so quick to want to play in the game and throw the football around and get the, the praise and the, the gifts mm-hmm. from, from the role. But, you know, we were talking about this, and I'm like, half of these women – and, you know, not to look down on anybody, but half, half of the women who say that they want to be married really don't want all the issues of marriage. They, they, I don't know what, what the romanticized view, I guess, of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, what that's the next you, That's the next part of the show, but go, so go ahead. All right, but what, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to what are, what what are you bringing to this man who these days based on the availability of men how many men available men there are to available women is more of us than there are of them so they can choose they right. can be choosy they can be picky you know and a lot of women um we spend a lot of time developing our beauty. We, we spend a lot of time developing our hair. You know, we have the, the tightest hairstyles and, you know, the best outfits, and we have the the tightest Facebook posts. But at the end of the day, you know, you're getting that, to, you're doing that to get the attention of a man. But what have you invested in yourself to make that man want to spend the rest of his life with you? That's very, and that's very good. And, I just want to clarify real quick the quarterback. I'm saying the quarterback being the wife, the husband being the coach, and the owner of the team being Jesus Christ. All right. So preparing yourself mm-hmm. with that and what are you bringing to the table because the coach and the quarterback, have a, they play their certain position, and it works well when there's respect within mm-hmm. the team. Mm-hmm. So, But everybody has somebody to answer to. In the submission part, absolutely quarterback I mean yep. to the um coach I'm sorry as a quarterback I have the answer to my coach because I'm not if I'm on that team and he's saying do these plays and the vision for the family as a husband if not if I'm not playing it out the right way mm-hmm. then I can mess up what's going to go on and if that man chooses a woman who can't bring things to the table he's going to make destruction within his own within the whole Within the series of the plays mm-hmm. with you, or you know, y'all can tell I'm not a big sports person, but <laughs> he can he can create his de- destruction himself. You're doing well. You're doing well. You're doing well as a man. I'm he, telling you, you're he, doing. You're doing. He, thank you. He can um, create destruction himself, but oh my goodness, yes, we is so many beautiful women. You know, we have we come in all shapes and sizes, and we we have these lovely voices. We smell good. Take whatever. And then that becomes the object of attraction. So within, after I caught the fish, what's inside? What, what do you possess as a woman that's going to keep him and that's going to motivate him and push him? Because that's what we're talking about. 
we don't want to right now. Hey, 40 years from now, yes, things change, but you still you still want that person who's going to hold you down 100%. And you want to be an asset, not a deficit. As a man or a woman, I want to be an asset. So in my singleness, as I work on Lakeisha, because I am currently single, I want to bring to the Someone table assets because – don't be flying in her DMs. Don't fly in the DMs. Right. right. That's, that's like 10, that's 10 DMs right there. Boom. In my, in my singleness, what I'm going to bring to the table is going to be encouragement. It's going to be um, an asset to you. Because yeah. guess what? If I'm, as a man and a woman in, in Winford, and, and as a man, you can attest to this or not, a man is a reflection of his wife. So is a, a wife a reflection of her husband. When I see you, I should see her. If I see her doing well, she should be doing well. If she's looking good and feeling good and healthy, so should you. If she's if she's disrespectful and you disrespectful, or y'all y'all gonna be mirroring each other. Mm-hmm. As a marriage, you're mirroring each other. And I'm I'm speaking because of experience experience from people I've known that are married. Mm-hmm. They are a reflection of each other. And guess what? The reflection I give my future husband is gonna be great because I want him to see himself, and I want to build as he builds me. We build each other. So, Lakeith, you said something very important. You said that the wife has to be an asset for him. Yeah. That's critical. We, we you know, we can, we, we can put our wants and desires. You know, we want to be wined and dined and, you know, we want to be taken on fancy trips and vacations. But at the end of the day, are you an asset for that man? Are you his helpmate? Mm-hmm. So help me help me understand this, ladies. Let's 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 get because I think we're we've thrown you guys have thrown out some very general statements, and I think one of the things because when when I when I talk to to ladies, men and women, I hear a lot of you know be an asset, be an asset, but but mm-hmm. nobody ever says like what that what does it mean to be an asset to one another because we live in a society where. You know where where men get chose based upon their income and women get chose based upon the size of their booty. So what is what really are things should we be looking at when we're choosing you know a man or a woman or let, no, just for you all when you're looking at a man who you're going to submit to when you're looking at you know the man that you are going to invest your assets in. Um, what what are some of these assets, and what are you? I mean, what are some of these assets that we should be looking for? Okay, that we should be trying to That's, get. Let's, let's, let's. Let me let me just go for just for for fifteen seconds. When I if I'm this this is this is very general, but let's say if I'm trying to lose weight, let's say I'm in a running group, whatever, and they say, hey, we're out. To, hey, okay, babe, we're not gonna do the apple pie. No, because I heard you say. You want to do better. You want to finish that 5K. You want to lose weight. So I'm, I'm going to invest in you. I want you to have better health. So the art of correction, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay. The, the art of correction meaning, hey, no, you, I, no, this, this was your plan. This is, I'm, he, he's going to be the motivator. If he sees that, hey, you know, baby, you're not paying your bills on time or your credit's like this, him not being shameful of the art of correction. That's the asset he brings he's, and you bring to him, someone who's going to be able to have the, the, the art of, what do you call it, of um, a teachable spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't accept and hear what my husband is saying to me 
and saying, Kisa, you were wrong. You need to go back and apologize. Look, Kisa, you need to do this better. If I don't have the art or the heart to listen to his voice and correction, then we don't have nothing. So that's an asset for you to be able to put me, quote, unquote, in my place, not like, you know, and for me to be able to do the same because we're going to need each other like that. So that's an asset, somebody who's going to help you get on the track because I can say, babe, you the man, you got it going on, you're doing all this, and your health is bad, your credit is bad, you, you know, you disrespect people in your job, you're not even doing what you can do to be the best in your career, I'm not pushing you to go back to school, who am I then? I'm not an asset to you. I'm a deficit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think to so. add to that point, um, I think we get so tied up in presenting our representatives. So a, a tangible thing for me um, while I was in the dating process and now that I am on the other side, your authentic self is the asset. Who you are is the asset. Your character, your integrity I think um, if you ask men what they look for in a woman, I think a lot of them care less about the fake eyelashes and the weave and the braids and all that. They want the natural. Well, no, they don't care. And, yeah, they don't care about they, that. Yeah, they don't care. It's like if you got hairy legs, whatever. Like most men could care less. Wait, 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 wait. We care. Care. wait. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. We care about that part. We care about that part. That part we care. No. We don't want to start no fire. I don't know. You don't want to run yeah. down. We don't start no fire. Uh, hold on, we gotta call. Hold on, we gotta call her. Oh wait, Lord Jesus, hold on, we gotta call her. <laughs> call her four one one eight. You are. What is your question or comment? Uh, we don't want no hairy legs, y'all. <laughs> put that out there. You can keep your hairy legs to yourself. Don't touch me with your fuzzy kneecaps at all. Not gonna be able to do it. If hair comes through the pantyhose, you are not the girlfriend for me. Not gonna be hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna, yeah, I agree with that. What's going on, Chandler? For those of y'all, what's happening, Chandler? What's going on, man? Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. Hey now, you got to hear the new show. You know what I'm saying? I had to hear what y'all was putting down on the airwaves. So far, so good, ladies. Congratulations, high fives all the way around the room. Thank you. Keep doing the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. You don't want no hairy legs, so. Yes, sir. All right, man. Go ahead. I know. Your, um, like, nurturing skills, if you're going to be a good parent, all of those things will come through. And how you support each other. I think those are the Mm -hmm. tangible assets that you bring to the table. If If you're not in the business of helping your partner grow, then again, mm-hmm. that, that's just not the lane to be in. Uh, and, and marriage, mm-hmm. when you cross over, it's a war. This It ain't just about partnership. You are fighting, mm-hmm. but you want a partner that will fight with you. I would say um, mm-hmm. one of the main, well, I should say two, two main assets for me that lets me know that this person is on the right track to um, make the next cut for me is this person has a desire to guard my heart. So with the things that they do, the things that they say, the way they treat me, the way they approach me is out of respect that I am the weaker vessel. It's out of respect that he is going to be my protector, that he is looking out for my best interest, um, that he is okay, 100% okay, with me being who God created me to be. 
um, that is like for a man to like you first, just like who you are, and then on top of that, loves you in a Christ-like way. It's just to me that's the the ultimate. Uh, I'll say the second thing is a man who will pray for me um, when I'm having a bad day or when I've had a major loss or, I mean, anything. When a man just prays for me, that is powerful for me. And I understand that the, a man could, you know, <laughs> any, anybody can, can act or pretend like they, they have an authentic prayer going on, but you can tell when it's genuine. You can tell when they are they have a relationship with the Lord and they are calling out to their father on behalf of you. Um, for me, that's like when I know that you're seeking God, I, I, yeah, I do care about how much money someone makes and not in the sense of it's going to change my life. Um, but looking, cause I have, a, I have kids, so I'm looking at, okay, how does my income relate to that person's income? How can we, how are we going to pay bills? Like in a more logical sense, but at the end of the day, a man's income doesn't determine his standing with me. You know, a man's physical appearance doesn't determine his standing with me. Um, but his relationship with the Lord and his valuing of who I am, um, my essence, I am, is priceless. So that's for me, that's the biggest asset a man could bring to the table is a, a strong passion and desire to enhance who God created me to be and protect my heart. Uh, Wendy Burns? Repeat the question, the original question, because we've gone in a couple um, of different directions. Well, we were talking about, um, I, I don't know, I got lost in that too. I was, they laughed? You said. <laughs> I was just flowing. What does it mean? I was mean? just kind of flowing, like, oh, this is good. You said, what does it mean to be an asset? Thank you. Um, well, I mean, going back to the the puzzle analogy, you know, it, it varies from person to person. Um, but the development while you're single, uh, learning who you are and being better before you even get to the whole, you know, couple and marriage and, you know, oneness piece, because you don't know what you really have to offer, you know, until you take the time to develop as an individual. And then when you, I've, I have been, I say this all the time, I have been completely blessed. And for the majority, I've had one knucklehead, one major knucklehead, but completely blessed in my dating life. I've had the opportunity to get to know some wonderful, wonderful men who treated me, you know, for the most part very well. However, the, the purposes were not compatible. And so for me, as much as I look to be an asset, I look for you to give me something to be an asset to. So, you know, not to say that they didn't have anything because all of them, again, were wonderful people and had things going for them, but who I am and who the, the, the dimension that I knew God was developing me in were just not compatible with where they were going. So it's more than just, um, you know, making sure your credit is good. It's more than just, you know, the, how much money you make and develop in, in a natural sense. And, you know, it's being balanced as a whole and that total presentation, how that fits in your life and how we fit in each other's life to, again, become one and advance one singular godly purpose as a whole. Now, we got separate stuff, of course, but 
how how can I fit into your into your purpose and you into mine? And we lock this thing down. And like you said, you know, my whole thing with partnership is a fight, you know, because it's a fight when you're single. So I'm certain that the the, the partnering in the fight uh, of marriage is just that. But again, if we can't be fighting in two different directions because we have two totally different mindsets, purposes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The development, the personal development is where the asset comes in. And, again, can I lock into you and can you lock into me and can we actually create something out of what we both have that we bring to the table and, again, inspire one another to be better and, in in so doing, create a sense of safety for one another? Mm. Very good. That's good. That's good. All right. So we've actually, my goodness, gone through almost two hours. So before <laughs> we get off the air, I want to give um, you, each of you an opportunity to give your last words um, or last thoughts um, about uh, tonight or just anything that we talked about. Uh, and also, for those of you who have product or anything like that that you offer, please let people know where they can get it from. So I'll start with uh, with Epic. Okay, can I start with Ebony? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, well, um, hmm, so many things we discussed tonight. Um, I would say uh, one, one thing I wanted to say um, to the young lady that called in, um, I just wanted to encourage her because uh, she's seeking wisdom to pray for wisdom regarding her relationship. Um, the Bible says that God would give it to you abundantly and without reproach. Um, he will guide your steps because uh, you're in a in a relationship and it sounds like you do want to honor God. So I just wanted to encourage her, um, you know, just to take her question to the next level, do some praying about it, um, and just continue to seek God about it. Um, but ultimately, um, uh, just based on everything we've talked about tonight, um, oh, goodness, I don't even know where to summarize, to be honest. <laughs> but ultimately, I just wanted to give her, you know, just some encouragement. I can't think of anything okay. else right now. All right, cool. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, Lakisa? Well, I have enjoyed everybody's input. This is really healthy information. And, you know, whatever people are in life, you know, um, married, divorced, single, um, not want to be married at all because of, you know, whatever reasons, everybody just stay encouraged because the Lord does give us our heart's desire. And not all the time in life is going to be easy. It's going to be some rough moments, but... During whatever time it is in your wait, be meaningful, be encouraging, and surround yourself around positive people. And speaking of Ruth and Boaz, surround yourself around Naomi's women, people who are going to put good things in your ear, because a lot of times they're putting negativity and BS that doesn't even apply to us. It's, it's, it's very, you know, beauty is very fleeting. So we need to do things that's going to really help our soul and, and, and really um, – Help us to develop. So just stay encouraged. This is this is good. This is very good talk. I enjoy that. Yes, Miss Leah Joel. Hello. 
Okay, I guess she's still, she's, Leah's still thinking about what she wanted to say, so we'll come back to her. Wendy Byron? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was on mute. I'm so sorry. I didn't want you all to hear what was going on. <laughs> no, I said, um, <laughs> I said, hashtag no hairy legs, hashtag out of the DMs. That was a lesson for tonight. Um, I do want to encourage whoever's on the call who is doing the right thing and is really actively seeking to find their mate. Um, and you're doing all the things that we've talked about. Don't give up hope. Be you. Say who you are. Don't get out of character. God did not forget about you. He wasted nothing about you. And in his time, he will bless you abundantly like he always promised you that he would. So just hang in there. Continue to be a better you. And uh, wait wait for your mate to come. Well said. Um on my end, um, my final thought would be to grow and continue to grow uh, because that is a daily endeavor to bankrupt everything that I have and that everyone around me has to push them to grow and to be better um, and to develop as people, um, spirit, soul, and body, to be whole, to be sound, to be balanced. Um, so that's my encouragement from everything that was said and, and be willing to um, hear to listen to yourself, to listen to God, and to listen to those that God has placed around you that are sound counsel because of the multitude counsel their safety. And you, um, you, you'll you learn from that. That will be that. Uh, and then I'm going to do the, the B portion of what you asked to be done, Winfred, which is to speak to whatever businesses or things that we have going on. I just released on September 1st uh, my first book called Fear Not, Unmasking and Eradicating the Spirit of Fear. Um, by myself, Wendy Elizabeth Burns, I was just a vessel, as you all will see, if you uh, endeavor to, to engage in fearless living, that I am, I always tell people, I am very intelligent, but I'm not that smart. So if you read it, you'll understand that that was uh, offered by the Holy Spirit. He just allowed me to put my name on it. Um, so get the book. Also, we have uh, October 7th through 9th, 2016, our Kingdom Daughters and Restoration Life Ministries. Uh, is hosting a 360s complete woman's conference again dealing with the spirit soul and body you can look at look it up on eventbrite there's still an opportunity to register it is going to be an awesome event and last but not least i am the sole proprietor and owner of your beautiful melon foot spa if you live in the chicagoland area and you want quality beauty uh services look up look me up on style feet Wendy Burns, uh, just search under Wendy Burns or your beautiful nail and foot spa. We do all manners of service except massage and hair. Other than that, we got you faded, and it will be a quality experience, I guarantee you. So those are my final words. All right. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. I hope everyone who listened had a good uh, time. As always, if you have questions, you can always send um, to, to uh, globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget, we do have programming Monday through uh, Thursday. So on Mondays, we have The Woman Cave with uh, Candace Payne and Tina Reed. We have The Word on Wednesdays with Pastor Burns. And then uh, on Thursdays, we have this. So I definitely would like to encourage you to listen. Also, if you have not downloaded your copy of Nouveau Exposure magazine, do that at NouveauExposure.org. Again, thank you all for listening. We really, 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 really appreciate you. Thank you to Lakeisa, to Ebony, to Wendy, 
Uh, and to Leah, you all are wonderful and fabulous as always. So I um, appreciate you all, and you guys have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you next week.